0: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can we just stand to our feet all across this place this morning? It's wonderful to be in the house of the Lord. And I just want us i want us to do something. This is the first service in the new year. And if you can, if we can just take about four to five minutes and lift up our voices and lift up our hands... Open up our hearts and can we glorify God? The first thing that we do in this service, can we glorify God right now from every heart? If you can, just lift up your voices right now. Lift up your hands and let's begin to praise the Lord. Oh Lord, we thank you so very much for your kindness. We thank you so very much for your goodness. Oh so God, we glorify you. thank you and we glorify you, O oh God. We thank you and we glorify you. I thank you for the protection over my family. I thank you for the provision for my family. I thank you for your safety and your security. Lord, I thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. I thank you, Lord, for everything that you have done upon my behalf. I thank you for everything that I have seen and everything that I have not seen. That you have operated and worked on my behalf, O God. I thank you and I give you the glory and I give you the praise, O Lord. I thank you for giving me a Psalm 91 protection. I thank you, O God, for sending your angels to watch over my family. I thank you for sending your angels to bear us up in their hands, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, for all that you have done, O God. O oh Lord, I will say of the Lord, he is my God. He is my refuge and my God. In him will I trust. Lord, I thank you for covering us with your feathers. I thank you for allowing us to be underneath of your wings. Lord, you said that we should not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow that flieth by day. And Lord, you have been faithful in everything that you have said. We are standing here today as a reflection of your goodness. We're standing here today as witnesses and testimonies of your goodness and of your mercy, O God. We praise you. There is nobody else that is greater than you. There is nobody else that compares to you, O God. We love you and we praise you. We thank you. Two more minutes, folks. Two more minutes. Just lift up your voices and thank him. If you've got scriptures memorized, then speak those scriptures to the Lord right now. Oh, God, I thank you. I thank you, sweet Jesus. I magnify you, sweet Jesus. Lord God, we proclaim right now in the Holy Ghost that we would have a move of your Spirit. We proclaim right now that there would be an operation of the gifts of the Spirit in this service today. Lord God, we pray that at the beginning of this year, that we would see things we've never seen before, that we would go to places we've never been before, God, and we give you the glory. We give you the glory before we ever step foot into them that it came through your goodness. If it wasn't for you, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, then they had swallowed us up quickly when their wrath was kindled against us. Then the waters had overwhelmed us. The stream had gone over our soul. Then the proud waters had gone over our soul. Blessed be the Lord, who hath not given us as a prey into their teeth. Almighty God, Almighty God, you have released us as a bird out of the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we are escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you and we glorify you. We thank you and we praise you, Lord. We will not give in to fear. I want you to say this right now. We will not give in to fear. We will not give in to despondency. But right now, today, we are making a proclamation in the Holy Ghost that we will see your goodness and we will see your kindness and we will see your mercies multiplied within our lives. We prophesy right now, God, that we will see things happen, that we will see operations of the Holy Ghost begin to take place. Oh, God, that we will not be in fear, we will not live in fear, and we will not accept anything less than what you have prepared for us in the name of Jesus. Can we clap our hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. You can be seated this morning. It's It's essential that we begin to start the year off right. And there's no other greater thing that I think we can do than to give God glory and give God praise. Amen. And I'm just going to say God's given us, if you can still shout, if you can still lift up your voice, God's given you that voice. Let's lift it up for His glory. Amen. Let's lift it, let's lift it up for His glory. Amen. That's a little better. Let's lift it up for His glory. Amen. Amen. That's much better. That's much better. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. How is everybody doing this week? Everybody doing all right? I just want to say, if you've messed up, don't worry about it. Don't let that condemnation get into you. Uh, we've got a whole nother week this coming week, four days this coming week, uh, that you're, that we are going to be fasting together as a church body. And so if you messed up this week, Jump into next week. I promise you, I promise you one or two days of fasting is going to do you miracles. It's going to be marvelous, amen? And so if you have not, if you've messed up this week, jump into next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or whatever that works for you uh, in that. And let's begin to see, I just, in, in speaking very, very quickly to Sister Grant, she said we've been hearing great reports and there is a buzz going on with what people have been feeling and people have been experiencing this last week in in fasting unto the Lord. Amen? And so that is beautiful and that is marvelous. I will say this, that nothing ever happens without sacrifice. I wish that there was a different way. I wish that I could maybe pay some money for it or something uh, and and to get God to do some things for us. Uh, that would be a whole lot easier, but uh, everything always comes through sacrifice and Uh, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. Uh, In the Old Testament, it it was an animal that was sacrificed. In the New Testament, it was our hearts that were sacrificed, our will that was sacrificed. And so uh, everything comes, and whenever somebody sacrifices and whenever you begin to kill the flesh, God takes notice to that, and he will show up, and he will do marvelous things in your life. Amen? Somebody shout amen one more time. You'll have to forgive me a little bit. We were we were out uh, in the cold yesterday morning, and my voice is just a little it's a little husky right now. So, but we're going to deal with that. If you can stand one more time, I want to read uh, the book from the book of Malachi, chapter three, verse one through six. The book of Malachi, chapter three, verse one through six, and in, in moving into this uh everything that the that the lord is beginning to do and beginning to operate within us the reasons for fasting the re- reasons for putting things aside uh the reasons for maybe the lord will lead you during this time to take a step deeper uh and to just put something that you enjoy aside for a, for a little bit of time uh why would the lord ask you to do that well if it doesn't cost you anything even even David said, if it does I want to buy this, this threshing floor. And the owner said, well, you know what, uh, I'll give it to you. You're the king. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. I, it's got to cost me something. I'm not just taking something. I've got, to, I've got to pay something. And so whenever it doesn't make sense for something that you enjoy to be given up, and I, it's not for forever, but it's just see what begins to happen. Uh, you enjoy Facebook, lay Facebook down for about a month and see what God does. Uh, you enjoy crafting, just put it aside for a month and see what begins to happen. What are we doing? We are purifying ourselves for the purpose of what is coming next, amen? Amen? Nobody likes those words, I understand. But it happens, you've heard me speak it and teach it the last couple of uh, of weeks that purity always prepares you for the promise. Purity always sets you up. So, Malachi chapter 3, verse 1 through 6. I know that you're standing. I will read this, and then you can sit down again. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come," saith the Lord of hosts. Now, in order to see what's going on within Malachi, I want to read. It's not up there; I didn't give it to him. But uh, I want to just read the 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 scripture preceding chapter three, the last verse, and this would kind of sum up what the Lord is dealing with in Malachi. He said, "You have wearied the Lord with your words." Yet ye say, wherein have we wearied him? And so the Lord is saying, what you've been speaking has been wearying me. And they said, well, what have we been speaking that's been wearying you? And he said, when you say, one that doeth evil is good in the sight of the Lord. Now, what was he saying there? He was saying, it doesn't matter if somebody messes up. He is good in the sight of the Lord. And then it, it, it continues on. And he delighteth in them. Or, where is the God of judgment? In other words, if he is a God of judgment, why hasn't he showed up? When this evil has been going on. So if he didn't show up when evil was going on, then surely that is good. I want to preface this very quickly and then and I'll finish this out, but Ecclesi- uh, Ecclesiastics 8 and 11 is that there is a sentence, the sentence against evil is sloon. Psalms 50 and 21 says this, and I'm paraphrasing this. Because I kept silence, you thought that I was altogether one like you. Because I didn't reprove you, you thought that I approved of what you were doing. And so if you see this context within Malachi, the Lord is saying uh, what you've said is everyone that does evil is good in the sight of the lord and he delighteth in them and where is the god of judgment we're not seeing him show up to reprove us so then in verse number 3 the lord's or chapter 3 the lord says behold i will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me and the lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming? And who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a fuller's soap. And he shall set as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver that they may offer Unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Then, everybody say then. Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. Then in verse number 5, he starts talking about what happens when we allow his spirit to begin to do this to us. He says, and I will come near to you to judgment. Now, what that means is simply, I'm going to liken it of this. Have you ever heard when, when, when a, a, an army is in need and the enemy is very close to them and they would say, just drop it right on top of us because they're so close to us. And so right here the Lord is saying, I don't care how close the enemy is to you, I'm going to come as close as I need to to give forth judgment unto them and I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the idolaters and against false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling and his wages, the widow and the fatherless and that turn aside the stranger from his right and fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. I'm going to read one more verse. Even from the days of your fathers, you are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But ye said, Wherein shall we return? I want you to just lift up your hands for just a few moments right here and ask the Lord to bless this. And ask him to allow it to be put into our hearts as a start for this year. That we begin to start this year off correctly within our own hearts. In our approach unto God. God, we come before you right now. We would ask that you would bless this. We would ask that you would anoint this. That you would indeed speak unto our hearts and speak unto our minds. That we might hear the word of the Lord and respond in like manner unto the word that has been spoken, in the name of Jesus Christ we pray, and everybody shout amen. You can be seated this morning. When we look at this scripture, the Lord begins to say a few things. And I just wanted to, I wanted to explain some of the scripture text before we moved into everything. But what the Lord is speaking here in this moment is he is saying "What what the, the unbalance that has been within you. Now, most of the time, we think about rebuke or we think about correction as a negative thing. How many of you view correction as a negative thing? Raise your hand. It's all right. Be honest. See, some of you went like this. You went like, How many of you all like whippings? Raise your hand if you like whippings, okay? Raise your hand if you don't like whippings. Some of you are not raising your hands right now, so I don't know what to think at this point. I remember when I was a young man, my pastor would ask me, he would say, Joshua, do do you like whippings? And I would say, no, sir, and he would say, "You sure can't prove that by me, by your behavior, right? So most of us don't like the correction. Or correction is deemed as a negative, in a negative connotation. Nobody likes to be rebuked. How many of y'all like it at your jobs when the boss comes by and he says, "Listen, you're not doing this right," and blah blah, and, and gets on to you, He might even yell a little bit. How many of y'all like that? No hands raised. Why? Because correction normally is always tinted into a negative aspect, especially for the person receiving the correction. Now, how many of y'all enjoy, and don't you lie, correcting your children? Go ahead, some hands raising them. I kind of enjoy, l- listen here, I'm going to tell you how the bear ate the cabbage. You talk to me like that again, and we're going, we, 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 this, something's getting ready to happen in this house right now. That You, you, you ain't never seen me. I tell my kids like this. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't raised the way I am right now. I've, I've been polished a little bit. And so I would look at them, i say, you don't know me. You don't know me. I said the last person that talked to me like that wound up a speed bump at the mall. That's what happened. Now uh, you know that I'm joking. Y'all can laugh this morning, my god. You can I'm kidding. I've never put anybody in a speed bump. But they don't know that right now. And so uh, it's the, on on my part, it's a necessary many times I don't enjoy it. That was I was stretching that. But on my part, I see it as a necessary thing to implement within my children's life because if they are in error, it is my job to correct them, correct? Is that right? I don't like children that aren't corrected. I love them, but I don't have to like them, amen, because they get a little crazy, all right? And so if there is no discipline or correction, uh, many times it can be that that there, is, that there is something that is out of balance. Now, if something is out of balance, then when you are dealing with God, God is going to be the God that begins to correct those things. Am I right? And so here he is, he is saying, okay, I see that there are some things that are out of balance within your life. There are some things that, that, uh, that aren't going correctly. Amen? And so uh, in the for us... We go, it's bad to be corrected by God. But in, in essence, in reality, if I am corrected by God, it means that I am a son of God or a daughter of God. Correct. He said, those that receive no chastisement, they are, they are children born out of wedlock. Amen. Amen. They are, they are not a part of, of the, the family of God, if you will. But every son that endures correction or that endures chastisement or gets corrected, that, that person is a child of God because the Lord deals with us as with children. So in this context of the Scripture, the Lord is saying, there is some un- there's some unbalances within your life. And so, as a good father, what does he do? He comes in and he says, I'm going to visit you where you're at. And when he comes, he is not saying, I'm going to coddle where you're at. It's not okay where you're at. What I'm going to do is I'm going to act like daddy, okay? Now, I never understood why my father and mother had to correct me until I became a father. And then I understood the necessity behind it all. I didn't like it on when I was a child, I felt like I was being abused. I felt like I was being mistreated, that they just didn't understand me, that they didn't want me to fly. They didn't want me to soar. They didn't want me to have any freedom. They didn't want me to to be my own person. And the whole time, any correction that was going on was for the purpose of my advancement. Amen? And so the Lord comes in and he uses a few different words. He says, I'm going to come in. I'm going to come suddenly, the messenger of the covenant, the covenant, in whom you delight. He's going to come. It's going to be me. But when he comes, who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. In other words, when he shows up, clocks are getting cleaned. Amen. When he shows up, things are going to start changing rapidly. Amen. We're not going to see something. I'm gonna and it's, I'm gonna get into this. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna dive into this as a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. Now, I feel to say this right now so that I don't forget it later on. And that is, when you look at this, immediately you're going, I don't know if I want the messenger to show up. I don't know if I want the refiner and uh, the fuller to show up. A fooler, if you don't know what a fooler is, it's somebody that washes clothes. It's somebody that would clean garments. And so that's what he is talking about in that sense. But when you look at this, well, who can stand at the day of his appearing? Who shall abide at his showing up? Uh, You're not going to be able to stay the way that you are. And so in in me, I'm going, this, uh, automatically you look at it and you go, this is not a good scenario. Anybody with me? This is not a scenario that I like right now. I don't want to be beat over a rock or put on a fire. I don't like this. I don't want to be wrong. In fact, if you ask my wife, we have a running deal. Every time that that I'm wrong, I respond, well, uh, it's once in a blue moon because I'm not wrong that often. I like being right, okay? Everybody likes being right, okay? And so here this, uh, this appearing happens as the Lord comes in, as the Lord begins to move in to an unbalance, to a, a, a something that is out of balance. And he says, I'm going to fix what's wrong. Now, immediately looking at it, the first time the Lord spoke this scripture to me, he gave me a vision as well. And the first time he had ever given me a vision ever, I was sitting in a room, I was praying like some of these guys had talked about praying about three or four years ago, and the Lord, uh, I saw, and this is, you're going to laugh at this, but I saw a train coming from the back of the church. Now the church that I'd seen it in, it had an aisle right up the middle, just one aisle in the middle, and I saw this train coming up from the back of the church, a locomotive, a steam locomotive, folks, that's what I saw. And it was pushing in front of it a dark cloud. Just like a a cloud, it didn't disperse, but it was like that locomotive was just pushing that cloud from the back of the church all the way out through the front. And the Lord showed me this and brought me to Malachi and said, I will be a refiner's fire, and I will be a fuller's soap. And what's going on is it's still in process. The Lord was showing me something that was going on. And so when you see this automatically, you go, oh, dear God. Uh, When you start hearing the refiners getting ready to show up, you're going to start losing things that you shouldn't have. There's going to be a washing that begins to take place. We're gonna be, God's gonna start pushing out of us things that don't need to be there. Automatically, what am I doing? Oh God, I'm gonna run and hide right now. I'm running and hide, and maybe He won't see me, and maybe He won't mess with me. Because it's always in a negative connotation when we view correction. But I want you to see, before I forget this, I want you to see the beauty of the scripture. He says, when I come through, I'm going to refine them as silver. I'm going to heat them up. I'm going to cause them to come to boiling. I'm going to start scrubbing on them. I'm going to start. I, I'm going to start removing things from them. But then, what does the scripture say? What did I ask you all to shout out with me uh, in the reading of the scripture text? Because he says then shall thine offering be acceptable unto the Lord. He said, if you'll allow me to get into your life, when I show up, if you'll allow me to begin to move into your spirit, I will do something within you that when I get done, your offering will be made acceptable within my sight. There will be a pleasantness that comes when when you lift up your hands. When you lift up your hands and you begin to praise me, it will be like a sweet savor within my nostrils. That's the reason why I want to move into your life and remove these things. See, We've got to change it in our minds that when God begins to redirect us or when God begins to correct us, we've got to change it in our minds that, well, this is bad and this is horrible. Amen? We cannot view it in that manner. Just the same way that a little bit of perspective, a little bit of experience as you have aged, you know that on the flip side, correction is necessary. Correction is detrimental. Redirection, redirecting a child is absolutely necessary. Amen? So as we get experience and perspective, uh, uh, it begins to change the way we view correction. But whenever we are being corrected, our perspective stays the same. When we are correcting others, we feel the necessity of it But still within us, when we are being corrected, we do not like it. It is a negative connotation. Notice that God, the God that knows how to give good gifts, if our earthly fathers know how to give good gifts unto us, how much more does our heavenly Father know to give gifts unto us? Amen. Notice that we've got a father. We've got a daddy, amen, a spiritual daddy, that knows exactly how to treat us. He knows exactly what we need, And I remember reading that he said I will never lead you into a ditch I will never destroy you uh, in that manner I'm not going to do that If you'll allow me to have the reins of your future And the reins of your direction I'm not going to lead you into a ditch I'm going to lead you on a right path I'm going to begin to put good things in front of you Amen But you've just got to allow me to be the leader You've got to allow me to remove out of you the things that are contrary unto my spirit, amen. And so when we begin to allow God to move into us, he says, I'm going to be as a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap. And I believe at the beginning of this year, we have already started fasting last week. We're starting we're, we're continuing to fast this coming week. A lot of churches are fasting the week after. There is consecration and dedication that is going on right now all across our movement, all across churches all over the place. I've been seeing it on Facebook. It's beautiful. They're starting fires out in the back around a fire pit and bringing some things that they need to let go of that's that's accumulated uh, back into their lives uh, within the last year, That's that they have seen that I see this and I've got to get rid of this. Amen? And so we're right there at this point in time to where we can allow God to become a refiner's fire and a fuller's soap that he may purify us in order to send us into our future. In order to bring us into the thing, as Jeremiah said, an expected end. Amen? To bring us into the plans that he has already foreordained for us to walk into. Amen? And so this refiner's fire and the fuller's soap. Now, when silver is harvested within the ground. That silver comes out. Why do I need to do this, Brother Carney? Why do we need to do this right now? Why do I need to start setting things aside? Why do I need to start allowing God to begin to move within my life and let some things wash out of me? Why is it so essential? Because I believe that the Lord is preparing us for a future. He is preparing us for what he has planned for us. Okay? So when that silver is brought out of the ground, when that child is born and laid across their mother's chest, whenever that happens, we understand this. When the child is born, potential is born. Correct? When the silver is brought out of the ground, it has... The potential of great worth. Am I right? When the gold is brought out of the ground, it has the potential to be valued very highly. But raw silver coming out of the earth is mixed with other items, other alloys, other metals. The dirt is still on the outside of it, amen. It's brought out of the ground. It's hewn out with a pickaxe. It's brought out of that. It's got. It might have copper and uh, uh, other minerals and rocks that are still that have gone through veins of it. And so, it's not worth the fullest of its potential without being touched by the fire. You with me today? But the moment that roll, not worth a whole lot at that moment, full of impurities and imperfections, the moment that silver is placed over the fire, that silversmith begins to stoke the fire. The silver begins to melt down, amen. It begins to change form, it begins to change shape from what it was brought out of the ground as, amen anybody see some similarities I can't stay the way that I was when I came into church, I've got to change in the process, amen if you came into church smoking and doing drugs and, uh, and, and living a lascivious lifestyle, God's saying, look, I, you came in like that and I received you in your raw and your undone state. But I don't want to leave you in that state. Uh, I'm going to begin to work within you. See, we're in a conversion process, folks. Uh, we're, in a, we're, in a, we're in a place to where God's saying, I want to change you and I want to make you more like me. Amen? Now, the silversmith's job is to do this. The way that they know that the silver is done, most of you have heard this preached at times before. You have heard it. It's nothing that is new. I'm just a reminder to you. But the way that the silversmith knows that the silver is done, that it has reached its purest form before it would be destroyed, is the silversmith can look into the bowl of silver that is over the fire, and he can see his reflection In the silver. What was he trying to do? In comparison, the Lord's saying, I'm going to put fire under you. I'm going to put you in situations. I'm going to turn the heat up. Is the purpose to destroy me? No. The purpose is to change your shape, to change the way that you look, to change your form, And to cause everything that's in you, every strain of copper, every strain of rock, every little bit of impurity of iron or ore, or iron ore, anything of that nature, that's all going to rise to the top and I'm going to scoop that off of who you are. See, what God's trying to do is he was saying, listen, uh, you've seen how I have purified silver. You have seen how I have dealt with garments that are dirty and filthy, amen? So what I'm going to do is to to prepare you for what I have for you. I'm going to begin to work in through your life, amen? I'm going to begin to do something within your life, amen? And so he begins to, to, to turn that fire up. When that fire is brought up, the impurities come to the surface. Isn't it funny? Whenever crisis starts happening, whenever trials start going on, I've always heard this before, and it is true. You never know somebody until they've gone through crisis. You never know somebody till they've gone till you've gone through crisis with them. Amen. Crisis has a tendency of bringing things out of us that I don't like to admit, right? Crisis has a way, fire has a way of bringing things up in my life. I didn't even know that I was thinking like that anymore. Anybody with me this morning? Anybody with me? I didn't even mean to say that. Come on, don't lie. I didn't even mean to say that. What happened? The fire got on you. You've got a fooler that is working on your garment and it's bringing to the surface the dirt and the impurities that are going to stop you from going into your future. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm getting close to my time right now. I'm keeping my eye on the time and I'm like, I, I want to jump into this some more here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to uh, try to finish up on the fuller side. The fuller, so the refiner of silver brings out those things that are detrimental to the integrity of the metal. Once those impurities are brought out, then the silver becomes purified and it is purged for its purpose. Amen? The fuller soap, very quickly here at the end, the fuller soap is something different. Clothing is assaulted from both the outside and the inside. Clothing gets dirty from what you go through. Uh, On Saturday morning, we went hunting. I didn't try to get blood on my shoes, but I got a little blood on my shoes. I didn't try to get dirt on me. I didn't roll down in the dirt. But now those garments that I wore, that my children wore, they are dirty. I didn't purposely try to get them dirty but it turns out that they're now dirty. And so what he's saying with the fooler is this. Whatever you've gone through, whatever's taken place, whatever that you have passed through, you all ever passed through a briar patch? What do you pick up? Huh? Thorns. What are those little devils called that are in the round ball that have the spikes of hell coming out of them? What are those called? Burrs. You ever gone through a burr patch? What happens? Did you try to get burrs on you? If anybody has ever tried to get burrs on them, you need to see a psychologist. You need help right now. Don't waste time. You need to go right now. Because nobody does that. Nobody goes, oh man, some burrs here. Ha ha ha. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't do that, do you? You'd look at somebody doing that and go, that dude's lost it. He is crazy. But you pass through a briar patch or a burr patch, what happens? What happens? You pick up burrs. You pick up things that you go through. And so he said, I know that there's some things that you haven't even tried to do yourself. It's not from within you that you've picked them up. It's from what you've gone through that you've picked them up. You've gone through loss, and so you picked up sadness, just started clinging on to who you are. You've gone through loss, so sadness now becomes a part. It's like you've passed through a a burr patch of sadness. You didn't try to get it on you, but now all you can see is I've got it there. I've picked it up. How many of us have picked up, and I'm closing right now. Stand to your feet all across this place. How many this last year has gone through some some things? You didn't try to pick it up, but you picked it up. I was mistreated, and I picked up bitterness. I've been harboring this anger in my heart. I didn't develop it. Just stuck to me when I was going through what I was going through. Amen. How many of you all can say that? Just just wave your hands. There's going to be a lot of people that begin to wave wave your hands. I picked up some things. The Lord says, listen, I've got it. I've got it. I see that. I see that there's things on the inside and the outside. I see that there's things, there's impurity. So what I'm going to do as God, not just as God, but as your Father, I'm going to move into your life, and I'm going to start removing things out. I'm going to start washing you. I'm going to start purifying you so that that way you're not going to go through life stinking with what you've gone through. But you're going to be able to go through life with kindness, with clarity. Amen. You're going to go through life in a clean manner. Amen. And when you do that and you allow me, you know the worst thing that I hate? I have picked up doing some of the laundry at my house. And what I hate the most, and it's only one of my children that do this. My son Judah is excellent. My daughter Pemberley, she's pretty good. Her, her clothes get dirty. She runs right into the laundry room. She don't separate it out. We had not taught her that yet. But she runs right to the laundry room, puts her dirty clothes in there. You want to know, it's my middle child, Kyron, that just chaps me sometimes. Here I am doing laundry. I've told them they're doing laundry. And that Judah brings his. Pemberley brings hers. Mama will even bring hers. And I'm in there doing laundry, right? Getting it done. And Kyron has failed to bring her dirty clothes in. Now that just upsets me, folks. It gets me mad. It, gets me, it, it irritates me because I don't want her walking around in dirty clothes. I don't want her to be the stinky one at school. Amen? I can say all of this because they're not here. So there's no backlash for me. Amen? So I don't want that to happen. I don't want her to just have to wear something that's dirty because there's no clean clothes. I don't don't want that. So I want her to bring to me what is dirty. And if she brings it to me, I'll wash it. I'll cleanse it. And I'll give it back to her in a clean state. Folks, whatever you've been going through, and I'm closing right now. Can we just lift up our hands all across this place? And can we respond right now into the teaching? God's saying, I want to move into you. I don't want you walking around dealing with bitterness or anger or dealing with despondency. I don't want you walking around like that. I want you to walk around in cleanliness. I want you to walk around in purity. I want you to be pure and spotless and undefiled, and I have made it possible that you can have every bit of what I am speaking. I have made it possible that you can have what I am offering. I just need you to give in to my hand Folks, can we lift up our voices right now all across this place for the last, for one more minute, for one minute. And I just want you to say, God, in this year that is approaching us, that is before us, God... I am going to give in to your hand. I'm going to give in to your will. I'm going to give in to your correction, God. Begin to place upon my mind and my heart the things that I need to get rid of. God, begin to place on my mind and my heart the things that are interfering with my life. God, move within me. Put your hands upon me, Lord. Put your hands, wash me and cleanse me. David said, who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins Let them not have dominion over me Then shall I be upright and shall be innocent of the great transgression Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in thy sight, O God Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus Can we begin to lift up our voices right now I mean, I want you to lift them up with a roar right now. Before we're dismissed, I want you to lift them up with a roar right now. And just say, God, work on me. God, move within my life, God. Lord, lead me and guide me. Direct me in the right direction, Lord. Send me, start my steps off right this year. Start my steps off, off right. Teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me. In a plain path, oh God. Lead me in a plain path. Establish every step that I take. Establish every step. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Y'all, can, y'all are dismissed for the, for the, uh, until the main service. So if you need to get coffee or do, do whatever, y'all rock and roll. I'm sorry for holding you over what I did. Thank you so much.